0: Hello, my fellow minor league nerds, and welcome to Episode 2 of the Franchise History Series. This episode was requested by a YouTube viewer as a Throwback Thursday Cap of the Day episode. But after I started doing my research and writing for it, I realized I had way too much information for that, so I decided to make it a Franchise History episode instead. So in the second episode, I will talk about the team that is currently known as the Midland Rockhounds. The first team to play in the Tall City was the Midland Colts, who played in the reformed Class D West Texas League in 1928 and 1929. In their first season, they finished in fourth place with a record of 52-64. and 64. In 1929... They finished in first place with a 67 and 52 record, but would lose the championship series to the Coleman Bobcats. The series was tied three games to three, but the Colts failed to show up for the seventh and deciding game, thus forfeiting the title to Coleman. The team and the league would not return in 1930. Between 1937 and 1940, two Midland teams would play in the Class D. West Texas-New Mexico League. The first was the Midland Cardinals, who were affiliated with the National League team in St. Louis in 1937 and 1938. The team didn't make it through that entire 1937 season, withdrawing from the league on July 9th, but did return in time for the 1938 season. They were then replaced by the Midland Cowboys, who played in 1939 and 1940. In 1947, the Longhorn League was founded, lasting until 1955. Midland was represented by the Indians during that time. They would win the league title in 1948 and 1952. In 1956, the league changed its name to the Southwest League, lasting two additional seasons. In 1958, the league changed its name once again, this time to the Sophomore League, and developed closer ties to the American and National League as every club became affiliated. In the league Midland was represented by the Braves, who would win the first championship in 1958. The team folded following the 1959 season with the league following after the 1961 season. Midland would then go without pro ball for the next 12 seasons. In the fall of 1971 the AA Texas League added two new teams, one in Midland, Texas, and the other in Alexandria, Louisiana. The Chicago Cubs would be the first owners, moving their affiliation from the San Antonio Missions to Midland and naming the team the Midland Cubs. They moved into Braves Field, which was later renamed Cubs Stadium and is currently known as Christensen Stadium. They played their first game on April 14th nineteen seventy two in San Antonio, a five to two win over the San Antonio Brewers. One of the most memorable nights of their first season was on august sixth. At the start of the bottom of the first in the nightcap of a double header, a swarm of grasshoppers took over Cubs Stadium. Millions of them appeared to have shown up out of nowhere, sending fans screaming and running for cover. Players were swatting at them with their gloves. People said it was like something out of Alfred Hitchcock. Leo Mazzone, who was the starting pitcher for the Amarillo Giants in that game, said that he could see a few of them flying around when he was warming up. No big deal, he thought. Then, all of a sudden, they were circling around behind home plate and down the foul line. He himself was getting hit in the face by them. But the game went on. After he walked the first three batters, the home plate umpire asked him if he could pitch. He responded with, Hell no, I can't pitch. I hit a ton of these things when the ball goes out of my hand. The umpire then suspended the game with a doubleheader being scheduled for the following day. It's believed that the stadium's brand new Mercury Vapor lighting system, which was the pride and joy of the newly renovated park and seen as the best in the Texas league at the time, was responsible for drawing in the swarm along with the perfect weather conditions. Episodes like that are extremely rare, like once every 50 to 100 years rare. The next day, before the start of the doubleheader, the Midland City Parks and Recreation Department sprayed pesticide around the stadium, with crews remaining on site just in case. As fans gasped and coughed at the start of the game, most felt it was worth it, as both games were played without any issues. Amarillo went on to win the suspended game 4-3, while the Cubs took the second game 2-0. In 1977, the team was sold to local owners Bernard Lankford and Max Christensen. The team's best season during their affiliation with the Cubs came in 1975. They were managed by Doc Edwards and won the West Division title with an 81-53 record. The pitching staff that season included three future Major League All-Stars, Mike Krukow, Donnie Moore, and Bruce Souter. They would face off against the Lafayette Drillers in the best-of-five championship series. After dropping the first two games at home, they bounced back to win both games in Lafayette, tying the series up at two games apiece. Game 5 was to be held on September 8th, but heavy rains caused it to be rained out. Texas League Commissioner Bobby Bragan felt the field was unplayable and declared the two teams to be co champions. In the first six years of their existence, the team's attendance hovered around an average of 73,500 a season. As the 1980s dawned, fans began attending more and it reached to over 100,000 a season, with their highest being 124,000. 144 in 1983. After a poor 1984 season, when the team went 52-84, and the worst record in the league, team owner Bernard Lankford signed a new player development contract with the California Angels. As he wanted to work with a major league team, he felt was more dedicated to their farm system. This led to them being renamed the Midland Angels on September 27, 1984. Besides the previously mentioned Krukow, Moore, and Souter, other future major leaguers who played for the Midland Cubs include pitcher Ron Davis, Hall of Famer Lee Smith, two-time World Series champion Joe Carter, outfielder Billy Hatcher, and two-time All-Star Sean Dunstan. There's strong irony in Lankford's statement about wanting a parent club that is dedicated to its farm system, as while the Angels were in Midland, their fans didn't have much to cheer about. They only posted two winning seasons in 1987 and 1989 during their 14 years with the Angels. Cameron Holloway, sports editor for the Odessa American, guessed that geographical bias by their parent club contributed to Midland's streak of poor teams, which saw nine straight losing seasons after 1989. He pointed out that the Angels seemed to prefer keeping their prospects at Class A, Lake Elsinore, or A Vancouver. Anytime a good player did make it to Midland, they were usually moved up to Vancouver, he felt, often too early. Despite the poor play on the field, the Midland Angels built up a strong following, as fans usually turned up in large numbers, averaging 169,783 in those 14 seasons. In 1995, Baseball America awarded them the Bob Freitas Award as the nation's most outstanding double-A franchise. That same year, they did actually make it to the Texas League Championship Series in spite of having an overall losing record since they were able to win the first half West Division title. They defeated the Wichita Wranglers three games to two in the playoffs, but fell to the Shreveport Captains four games to one in the championship series. After the 1998 season, Midland's player development contract with the Angels expired. They would sign a new one with the Oakland Athletics, and 25 years later, the two teams are still together. Along with a new affiliation came a name change. This time, they decided to go with a unique one instead of using their parent club's name, becoming the Midland Rockhounds. A rockhound is a nickname for a geologist who explores for oil and gas deposits, and is a reference to the huge influence of the oil and gas industry in the Permian Basin region of Texas. In their 14 seasons with the Angels, many future major leaguers played in the West Texas City. They include three-time World Series champion Devon White in 1985, four-time All-Star Dante Bichette in 1986 two-time All-Star Brian Harvey in 1987, as well as two-time All-Star Roberto Hernandez in 1988 and 1989. The 1993 American League Rookie of the Year, Tim Salmon, played there in 1990 and 1991. Current Arizona Diamondbacks hitting coach, Damian Easley, played there in 1991 and 1996. Three-time All-Star Garrett Anderson in 1992. Four-time All-Star Troy Percival, also in 1992. Two-time Gold Glove winner Benji Molina played in Midland in 1996, 1997, and 1998. Jared Washburn played there in 1996 and 1997, as well as 2002 World Series champion Troy Glaus in 1998, along with Ramon Ortiz. Ortiz, Glaus, Washburn, Molina, Percival, Anderson, and Salmon were all key contributors to the Angels' 2002 World Series victory. Joe Madden actually managed the team in 1985 and 1986. Some noteworthy players who made rehab appearances for the Midland Angels or who played there while attempting a comeback include the 1981 National League Cy Young Award winner, Fernando Valenzuela, who had four solid starts in 1991, going 3 and 1 with a 1.96 ERA. 41-year-old Hall of Famer Bert Blyleven made 5 starts in 1992 and in 1995, 39-year-old Pedro Guerrero played 66 games in an unsuccessful MLB comeback attempt. The Rockhounds have been extremely successful and popular during their time with Oakland. In 2002, They moved into the newly built First American Bank Ballpark, now known as Momentum Bank Ballpark. This has helped them average over 250,000 fans every season, with their peak being in 2013 when they drew 317,233. On the field, the team has won six Texas League championships. Their first was in 2005 when they won both halves of the West Division going 78 and 62 overall. They defeated the San Antonio Missions in five before going on to defeat the Arkansas Travelers three games to one in the championship series. This was their first outright league championship since they had to share the 1975 title with the Lafayette Drillers. Their second came in 2009. They won the second half West Division title again finishing with an overall record of 78 and 62. They defeated the first half champs, the San Antonio Missions in four, before taking down the Northwest Arkansas Naturals again in four games. In 2010, they once again made it to the league championship series in a rematch against the Naturals. Unfortunately for the Rockhounds, they would fall in four. Between 2014 and 2017, they did something that had not been done in almost a century. They would win four straight Texas League championships, taking down the Tulsa Drillers in 2014 and 2017, and the Naturals back-to-back in 2015 and 2016. From 1920 to 1925, the Fort Worth Panthers won six titles in a row. Midland Pitching has thrown three no-hitters in the franchise's entire existence. The first was by Bernie Beckman for the Cubs on June 8, 1976. The second by Shad Williams for the Angels on May 28, 1994. The most recent was a combined no-hitter by Arnold Leone and Jason Fernandez on August 1, 2009. All three were 7-inning affairs. On the other end of the spectrum, they've been victims of 8 no-hitters since the franchise began in 1972. The most notable to mention was thrown by Bud Smith of the Arkansas Travelers on May 6, 2000. What makes it worth noting is that it was his first of 3 no-hitters within 16 months. His second one came just over a month later on June eleventh, 2000, against the San Antonio Missions. His third came as a rookie for the St. Louis Cardinals on September third, two 2001, when he no-hit the San Diego Padres. The franchise has received numerous awards throughout their history. They were named the Texas League Organization of the Year in 1990 and 1994 as the Angels, and in 2002 as the Rockhounds, as well as the already-mentioned Bob Freitas Award in 1995. In 2007, they were named the Minor League Organization of the Year, being only the third Texas League franchise to do so. And General Manager, Monty Hoppel has been named Executive of the Year in 1991, 1995, and 2002. With the Rockhounds being affiliated with Oakland for so long, they have seen many future athletics and other major leaguers come through. Some of the names on that very extensive list include Barry Zito in 1999, Eric Burns in 1999 and 2000, Rich Harden pitched there in 2002 and 2003, Nick Swisher was there in 2003 as well, Houston Street pitched in 2004. Andre Ethier was there in 2005. Brett Anderson pitched six games there in 2006 and one in 2013. Trevor Cahill was there in 2008 as well. Josh Donaldson in 2009. Sonny Gray in 2011 and 2012. Sean Doolittle in 2012 and 2015. Billy Burns in 2014, Ryan Healy in 2016, and Sean Manaya played there in 2015. Well, my fellow minor league nerds, that's going to do it for this second episode of the Franchise History Series. I want to thank you for all your support. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel to receive a notification every time a new video is uploaded. And as always, keep on supporting minor league baseball, and never stop learning about minor league baseball history.